help us keep the music going. Welcome to the Music Room, the podcast dedicated to keeping music alive in primary and elementary schools throughout the world. I'm Mark Lee, and I'm passionate about ensuring that schools provide an environment where children are given an opportunity to foster a love for music and have a chance to express it. Together with my guests, we're here to help teachers and parents by sharing information, tips and techniques from music education experts and practising music teachers. So let's get into it. The Music Room Podcast is proudly sponsored by Bushfire Press. Sooner or later, you may be asked to do a show or a musical or a concert or something like that. And it can be a bit daunting, but I have with me today uh, the wonderful Lynn Bartlett, who's been involved in writing and uh, producing plays and musicals all over the place. And she's going to help step us through how to go about putting on a play. Firstly, why would you put on a show in the first place? What sorts of reasons, Lynn, do you think there are for, for going to this effort? Well, yeah, I was going to say schools used to, in the past, put on a show every year. I think they just found that it was um, it's a big job to put on a production, so now they do it every two years. And a lot of them, the reason that is because they don't have a performing arts teacher anymore or a music teacher necessarily. So they, if they put on a production, it ticks all of the boxes that they like to tick. You know, you've, you're going to do some music and you're going to do some drama and you're going to use a lot of kids and uh, the parents love it and yeah. that's why they yeah. do it. And I imagine with a lot of schools, it's probably the only time in the school year that the entire school community is together somewhere. Well, yeah, that is true. I mean, they are together in other things, like they do, what, uh, fairs and they do art shows and things like this. But it, it is a joining together of a lot of people in the school. And they are, the kids really, really like it. But I'm not saying it's not a lot of hard work. It is a lot of hard work, but um, I can sort of, give you tips to make it a little bit easier while we talk. That might be a good idea. That is an excellent idea. And uh, I guess you would probably start with um, what you're going, what the, what the content is, what the show is, what the what is the production that you're doing. How do you go about choosing that? That depends. Sometimes if you've got your uh, principal involved, they'll have an idea of what they might like to do. Now, if they don't have an idea, maybe you've got a, um, I don't know, a production team already formed for you, but I can make some suggestions if you have to choose it yourself. Um, you can go with um, Hal Leonard at the moment. They are very, very popular shows to do. They do the, um, they do the Annie's, uh, all the, the Broadway ones, you know, the Shrek, um, Susical and all of those sort of musicals, and they are really, really popular. We have also a really great range of Bushfire Press that you can have a look at. Or there's another company in the States that I like called Scribe, S-C-R-I-B-D, and you can also download uh, productions from them. So if, uh, if somebody wants to um, get your advice, would that be okay? That, that would be quite fine. I'd end up, I, I sort of, I would say to them, you know, what are the requirements of the school? You know, what are they looking to do? Are they got any theme they want to follow? All of those sort of questions. And then we would take it from there. 
Okay. Well, so if we put your email on the show notes for this podcast and somebody wants to discuss it with you, that would via email, that would that be okay? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Good. Happy to help. Okay, so check out the show notes, folks, and uh, contact Lynn if you're not sure what would uh, what would work for your your school. Uh, and you can go to the Bushfire Press site and uh, have a have a look at um, all the musicals and plays we have there too. All right, uh, that all that info will be in the show notes. Now we've got uh, so we've we've chosen a a production. What do we do next? Well, you've chosen the production, and what I would personally do next, and I'll cross my fingers that you can get this sorted, I would form a production team, and that would be um, sometimes your principal, uh, your art teacher, uh, somebody who might be interested in handling the publicity, um, somebody else who might be handling the props, and I can go into the prop situation a little bit uh, a little bit more because... Um, you can use your uh, art teacher for the props and they can possibly add it into their program. And they can oh, make that's it a, yeah, that sounds a really sensible yeah, thing I've, to do. It is. It's really, really good. Um, as long as you give them a list ahead of time, they'll be happy to do that. Uh, and then you start off, when you've got your little team, you then start off with um, dates and when you're going to do your production and then auditions and all that sort of thing. Okay. And uh, when do you need to, um, uh, well, how do you go about booking a place or, or, you know, organising a venue? How do you do that? Depends. Look, if you've never done a show before, there'll be no history. But if the school has done a show maybe before you actually got there, go to the business manager and they'll have records of what theatre that they used um, and you can sort of work backwards from there. You can you know, choose that theatre. The one thing I will say, when in choosing a theatre, do try and choose one that already has a light, the lighting set up and has a lighting um, tech that will handle the lighting and the sound. If you're going into, say, a, a big um, basketball stadium or something like that or a church hall, you're going to have to bring in all of the equipment and I can assure you it is incredibly expensive to do that. Mm. Not only the equipment, you're going to have to bring in the text to run mm. it. Um, and if anybody is, is interested in talking to me about that, I can certainly <laughs> let you know how to go about that and how no, much that, it costs. Yeah. I, I, think that's, I think that's really good advice because, yeah, yeah. It's, it's tempting surely to say, look, we've already got a gym here at the school, let's use the exactly. gym. Exactly. And the, exactly. the acoustics might be absolutely appalling. Uh, all of that. <laughs> yeah. All of that. Uh, and, you, and as you say, you've got to bring in anything that you would like. Bring in new equipment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, no, that's really good advice. Um, okay, so we've got uh, we've we've booked our venue, which may well be now a venue we use in future years. So we're already making the job easier for the next time. Um, what do we do now? Auditions. That's okay. what we do now. And uh, my advice is not to do auditions by yourself. You need to have um, somebody by your side so that you aren't the only person making the decisions. And that way the parents, if they're a little bit upset that little Johnny didn't get the part he wanted to, you can turn to the other person and say, well, I didn't choose this person all by myself. It, it's just a, a, a mm. little bit of an easier mm. way. No, that's, so, that's, that's really good advice, yeah. 
So you set up the auditions and by doing that you um, you hand out, so, well, obviously you've, you've chosen your show, so you get the cast list and then you um, pick pieces of material from each character that you think will help with the auditioning process and you photocopy those and then you put out uh, lists and you get the kids to come and write their names against the parts that they want to do. And then okay. you start. Okay. Now, uh, I have um, I have two left feet and no <laughs> teacher on my staff has ever done any dancing. How, if there's going to be choreography of any kind, how do, how do we do that? Well, if you haven't got anybody on site, so to speak, I would be putting a notice in the school newsletter to see if you've got a wonderful parent who might own a dance school or, or really mm -hmm. loves to dance or something like that and is willing to volunteer, I use that word volunteer, <laughs> their time to come and train your kids to dance. If you don't have anybody, um, my next step is, and I, I've just recently used this, go to your local high school. Um, they have a performing arts department and you go to the head of that department and you say, do you have any students in years 10, 11 and 12 who might be interested in volunteering mm. their time to mm. come and train my children to dance? And, and that's, that's, that's what you, I do. That's a fabulous idea because you've, all, you, you've got some, uh, some interaction happening between uh, primary and secondary. Exactly. Then, yeah. That's exactly right. Oh, I like that. And they could possibly be a sister school and yes. some of your grade sixes could be, you know, joining that school. It's, yep. it's a really good way of going about it, actually. Brilliant. Okay. Um, now, uh, I guess the next thing is um, the rehearsals themselves. How many weeks or months do we need oh. to put on a show? This is a difficult one. I have known that some schools have started uh, their rehearsals in February and the show, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, <coughs> the show doesn't go on until September. Mm -hmm. Frankly, way too long. I would be dead set bored if I was rehearsing for that length of time. Right. Um, sc schools mostly put their productions on in September, just before the um, end of the third term. And they would should be starting, I would say, in um, maybe possibly late June to, you know, start their auditions and then to start rehearsals. Now, yep. rehearsals can also can either be, if you've got a really good uh, principal, they might say to you, well, okay, I'm going to give you two half days a week for rehearsing. Or it could be you only get lunch times or you only have to do after-school rehearsals. So it all depends on the hierarchy of your school to what you get. Yep, right, okay. Um, ooh, yeah, so I guess the, the rule of thumb is not too long and not too short. That's right. Um, <laughs> 12 weeks is, good, is a good time. Yep, yep, okay. Right, um, another question is... Uh, how do you apportion or how do you work out who's doing what as far as the kids are concerned? Uh, I mean, I'm talking about um, uh, do different grades do different songs or uh, how do you work out how to use as many of the students as you want to use? It depends on the schools. The ones I've been associated with over the years will have um, a policy that they'll do a show every two years so you get the main cast from your five sixes, but you have to use, say, 
another three grades, possibly one, three and um, or one, two and five or one, two and four or something like that. Mm -hmm. So the, the mandatory ones, as I call them, the grade ones, normally get a couple of songs each. And my way of doing that, because you, you'd literally have to be at the school the whole 12 weeks to be able to, you know, to rehearse everybody, mm -hmm. I just get the three or the grade teachers in or those particular grades and I, you know, give them a couple of songs each and I say, here you are, here are your songs, I need you to rehearse them, I need you to um, figure out the costumes and uh, I'll leave it up to you and, and we'll get together three weeks before the show goes on and join it all together. Yep. And they do that. They're yep. really good at that. Okay. What if, what if you have a huge, a huge school uh, and you don't want to be putting the show on for, for um, oh, I mean, you're sorry, I mean, you can't, you can't fit in the audience of the whole school. How do you handle that? Sorry, with, if with your, I'm sorry. I mean, if, you, if you've got you've got your um, you've got a very large school, yeah, and the venue that you're that you're using uh, is not going to fit in all of the parents and oh, all of the siblings and yeah. and grandparents and so on. So how do you well, how do you cope with that? Hmm. You uh, and I've done this in the past. You harvard. it. Mm -hmm. You do the uh, A to uh, K or something, and then you you do other halves. So. This is, this is actually a really difficult way to do it because you you have to personally train the actors. You have to train two, two casts. Yes. So it's not my favourite way of doing it because to train two casts is exceptionally difficult. So um, schools tend to not go that way so much anymore and they, they just tend to just do three performances and whoever can get in gets in. Like they'll say to each family, well, I'm going to give you four tickets I'm going to do two night performances and one matinee, and they do it that way. Yep, yep, yep. I think I like the matinee idea. Yeah, the matinee is a really good way. It gets the grandparents in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Come out at night. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, oh, that's and the young kids and stuff. Yeah, that's the young oh, brothers and sisters and all of that. I did. All, I did want to say that um, what I always do is I have a production. I have a, a performance. And it's really just a dress rehearsal that the whole school comes to. So that way the children do get to see the actual performance yep. during school time. So that's another way of going to handle that situation as well. That's brilliant. Um, and how do you recover <laughs> at the end of it all? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, it's a bit like childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I, look, go, I did, go on. <laughs> I was going to say, you go into it. Um, full of enthusiasm and about three weeks before you could join the show together, you think, oh, my God, I've been here before. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've been doing it for many, many years and to watch those children that uh, maybe, I don't know, have been bullied at school or they're, mm -hmm. not, they're a bit nerdy or they, they just don't fit in, and you give them a role and they just bloom mm. and they it's just made honestly changes their lives i mean i know a lot of other things change their lives like music and sport but the theater is amazing for that and i've just done a show and i had a little boy he was in grade 4 and he had he was definitely had autistic tendencies but we put this head mic on him and we gave him two lines 
and that child, oh, my God, he was so happy. You've, mm. and, and his his behaviour just improved out of sight. Mm. It was just amazing. It was oh well, that's and that's why that, we do it. That's yeah, why we do it. Yep, indeed, indeed, indeed. It's probably well, well, why we teach too, I guess, isn't it? No? Yes, that's exactly. fantastic. Look, I think we've got some fabulous nuts and bolts there. Some really good, practical, solid advice. And uh, for for the listener, we have uh, go to the um, the show notes. We'll have um, uh, Lynn will make some show notes for you, and we'll have those ready. Um, and that's um, probably a. Have we covered everything? Oh, I think we have. I mean, you know, I could go into great detail, but no, I think we've done the basics. And as Excellent. I said, if anybody uh, would like to contact me, I can go into a, in great detail and yep. Skype or Zoom or whatever to help them okay. along. Okay. And if we get some some questions and so on, we'll get you back to to answer those for everybody on the podcast. That would be great. I'd love to do that. Thank wonderful, you. wonderful. Well, we're going to finish. What we we always finish our podcast with a couple of things. Uh, we have some hints and tips. And this week's hint uh, comes from from Alison Lunnan in uh, Maryborough, Queensland. She has sent in a video of uh, some hints and tips. And this one is um, about using Bluetooth speakers in your music room. So check that out. And we will also have this week's musician's recipe. Um, Now, you may think that macaroni and cheese, the old mac and cheese, was invented to go along with American television. But I'm here to tell you that uh, Ludwig van Beethoven had a recipe for macaroni and cheese, and we're going to give you his version. Don't get excited. It's just mac and cheese, but it is the way Beethoven liked to have it prepared. And speaking of Beethoven, uh, the quote this week comes from Douglas Adams, the late Douglas Adams, who said, Beethoven tells you what it's like to be Beethoven and Mozart tells you what it's like to be human. Bach tells you what it's like to be the universe. Thank you for joining the Music Room podcast with me, Mark Leahy. For show notes and other resources, please visit us at musicroom.net.au. And while you're there... Subscribe to future episodes so that you can help us keep the music going. I'd love to invite you to join the free Bushfire Press Community Facebook page too, where you can get more tips and techniques, ask questions and stay abreast of Music Room events. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with teaching colleagues and school parents. If you have a question or a subject you'd like covered on the podcast or have a recommendation for a guest to interview, please contact me at mark at bushfirepress.com. The Music Room Podcast is part of the Experts on Air Podcast Network and is brought to you by Bushfire Press.